opportunity of uh, being here and uh, speaking at uh, C4 again. Um, and I'm happy to fit in with uh, your theme, although I must admit that I was coerced into uh, fitting into your theme. I was asked by your pastor to uh, speak, and I said I would be willing to do that. He said, let's have a coffee. Okay. I pay for the coffee. <laughs> we go to Tim's, and uh, his father just happens to be there. Already I'm feeling kind of squeezed in a little bit. During the occasion, his mother comes in. And he tells me that, um, well, we're doing this theme, and we'd like for you to fit in to this theme that we're having called We the People. And so I had to do a bit of research, and I've been doing some research, listening online to um, a little bit about uh, what you have been doing here this summer, finding out about uh, we people. Started out with uh, Pastor Dave talking about being new creations in Christ. He talked about being uh, forgiven, adopted, called. Uh, you learned about uh, being chosen. You learned about what it means to be a saint. You were uh, not only called, but uh, justified. Sons and daughters equal with Jesus Christ. And then last week you learned that uh, there's a freedom that God has given to you. But in order to get that freedom, you have to be slaves. Um, all the things that you have in Christ. Today, I'd like to talk a little bit about uh, something else that you have in Christ. The uh, social scientists tell us that uh, every person is looking for, senses a need for two things, significance and security. My message to you today is that um, significance and security are to be found in God and God alone. So if you've got that message, uh, you can be dismissed and uh, go home and beat others to the restaurant. But it may be that you want to hang around for a little while just as we talk about the significance of that particular statement, that we receive our significance and our security from God. The difficulty, of course, is that uh, we go after security in all the wrong places. Men, especially, go after it uh, by thinking that significance comes from what I do. Two uh, men meet on the street, uh, they exchange names, what's the next question? What do you do? And then we put them into a certain level depending upon what status we give to that particular profession. That's why uh, it's very difficult for men to retire, especially pastors, because um, when we no longer do what we do, we begin to question who we are. Uh, significance comes from the fact that we are created in the image of God. We are created with purpose uh, and design. Women uh, seek their uh, significance um, um, through uh, maybe looks or sometimes through relationships. 
It's not that women are more vain than men. As a matter of fact, they buy into the same cultural mistake that the men do. They think that significance comes from the result of what other people put upon them. Significance comes from the fact that we are created in the image of God with purpose and design. We realize that significance when we fulfill the purpose for which God has placed us here on the earth. Security comes from the fact that we are loved by God unconditionally. So significance and security come from God. This morning I'd like to use a uh, illustration of the people of God out of the Old Testament. It's the people of Israel who needed to learn that significance and security comes from God as a result of being created by Him and by being loved by Him. In Psalm 137, uh, we have the story of uh, the children of Israel and they are in the experience of the Babylonian captivity by the rivers of Babylon. I was going to ask uh, Dan and the uh, band this morning uh, if they would do the Boney M song by the rivers of but uh, it didn't seem appropriate. Uh, but uh, Boney M really uh, captured the message of Psalm 137. Uh, it's hard to sing the Lord's song in a strange land. When things aren't going right, when you're under pressure and difficulties and trials are coming into your life, it's hard to sing the Lord's song in a strange land. And Boney M uh, ends the song uh, with the right emphasis. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts be acceptable in your sight here tonight. The idea is that the way you get through trials and difficulties is by focusing upon the presence of God. Not focusing upon the circumstances. Focusing upon the presence of God. Here, the children of Israel are down by the rivers of Babylon having a little pity party. Oh, poor us. God's forgotten us. God doesn't love us by the rivers of Babylon. It's so hard. They should never have had that pity party. God's word had told them that they were going to be going into that experience. That's what the book of Isaiah is all about. Given notice that the book of Isaiah is like a mini Bible. Isaiah has 66 chapters. The book, the Bible has 66 books. Uh, the, boy, the book of Isaiah is divided into two. Uh, the first 40 chapters are really warnings and prophecies. Um, warning to the children of Israel of judgment. If you don't do this, judgment's going to come. I'm going to bring discipline into your life. The last 27 uh, chapters, like the... 27 chapters of the New Testament are focusing upon God's salvation. So if the children of Israel would have listened to the prophecy of Isaiah, what they would have heard was, if you don't obey, judgment's going to come. But even though you go away into captivity, I'm not going to desert you. I'm going to bring you out and bring you safely home. It's significant that uh, this morning... Uh, someone would uh, text uh, uh, a message uh, about fear from Isaiah 41. Because it's in Isaiah that we want to uh, focus this morning. 
And if you will, turn to Isaiah chapter 43. And if you have Bibles, uh, I, I like to hear the pages change. If you're using your phone, uh, that's quite all right. Um, Christmas at our home. We have a family tradition of all the family gathering around, and I read the Christmas story. This year, I got out my phone and started to read from my phone. My wife says, you're not doing that. <laughs> you go and get your Bible. So <laughs> I had to go and get my Bible. It's hard for us old folk just to make adjustments to some of the new things that are happening. You know, I texted this week that uh, the reason I'm having some difficulty with technology is I'm even afraid to use the remote, that I might miss the phone and miss the TV and burn down the drapes. So I, I just have to be careful about the, the technology. Whatever technology you're using this morning, go to uh, Isaiah chapter 42. Notice what it says here in Isaiah chapter 42 and verse 16. Here's the message to the children of Israel who were going into captivity. This is the prophecy. I will lead the blind by ways they have not known. Along unfamiliar paths I will guide them. I will turn the darkness into light before them and make the rough places smooth. These are the things I will do. I will not forsake them. Significance and security comes from God. And even in the midst of trials and difficulties, we need to have the promise focused in our mind that he will not forsake us. He's the sovereign God who's in control. Down in verse 24 of chapter 42. Who handed Jacob over to become loot and Israel to be plundered? Was it not the Lord against whom we have sinned? It's God who's in control. We have uh, this uh, strange view of the world where uh, we think of kind of an evil dichotomy amidst a, uh, um, a world of good and the world of evil is fighting against the world of good. And hopefully when we get up this morning, the, e the evil world was not as strong as the good world. There is a real evil world. And there is a real evil Satan who is seeking to destroy, who is seeking to disrupt, who is seeking to kill, but he's not in control. The sovereign God rules and reigns. It is God who is in control. And as the children of Israel are having their little pity party, rather than focusing upon themselves and their circumstances, what they should have been doing is focusing upon the promises of God's word. He won't forsake us. Uh, I don't understand the circumstances. I don't understand what's going on here right now. But God said he would not forsake us. And he is the God who's in control. And I can have confidence in him. If he has the power to get us in here, he has the power to get us out. He is the God who is in control. Children of Israel needed to learn that God is in control. Chapter 43 in verse 1 says, But now, this is what the Lord says. He who created you, O Jacob, he who formed you, O Israel, fear not, for I have redeemed you. I have summoned you by name, and you are mine. God is in control. 
God who is the powerful one who's created has a purpose and a design. Um, it may be that there are people here who um, believe uh, that somehow or another life started from a little spark uh, of something uh, that must have been uh, somehow uh, material was eternal and something sparked something so that started to sell and ultimately you came into being by random chance. You may believe that. But the scripture tells us that you were created in the image of God with a purpose and a design. And significance is found in understanding, discovering, and experiencing that purpose and design for your life. That's what God wants for you. That's what he said to the children of Israel. I, I've created you. I, I've redeemed you. I've called you by name. I am personally involved in your life. Even though trials and difficulties come, God has created you with purpose and design. And that's what gives you significance. Also, the children of Israel needed to learn that they were loved. Down in uh, verse uh, 4, we have this word, since you are precious and honored in my sight, and because I love you, I will exchange, I will give men in exchange for you, and people in exchange for your life. As an illustration, <laughs> the people of Israel need to learn what you and I need to learn today and be reminded of. We are created by God. <laughs> with design and purpose. And we are loved by him unconditionally. There was nothing that we could do to earn our love. There's nothing that we could do to keep his love. It all depends upon God, initiated by God. We love God because he loved us first. He loves us unconditionally. That doesn't mean that we don't have problems doesn't mean that difficulties don't come into our life. We live in a fallen world. And as we live in this fallen world, we are subject to the very same challenges that other people who don't know God experience. And so, uh, because you are loved, no problem is too big to prevent God from protecting his people and accomplishing his purpose. You are loved by God. Notice what it says here in uh, chapter uh, 43 and verse 2. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And when you pass through the rivers, they will not sweep over you. When you walk through the fire, you will not be burned. The flames will not set you ablaze. Just because you're loved by God doesn't mean you're not going to have problems. As a matter of fact, um, I can tell you, if you haven't had problems yet in your Christian experience, hold on. I don't want to be the messenger of bad news, but 
problems are inevitable. Notice this verse, when. It's not if, not maybe. It's when trials and difficulties come. No uh, problem uh, is uh, too big for God, but trials are inevitable. They're varied. Notice what it says here. There's water and there's fire. Trials and problems and difficulties come, but they're varied. It may be the uh, floods of Alberta, like this summer, or the tragic fire of, uh, of Quebec. Uh, trials uh, are varied. Um, and in a congregation of this size, I know that there are people here that have a variety of trials and difficulties in their life. It may be family challenges, it may be financial, it may be employment, it may be personal issues, it may be spiritual warfare. It may be other types of difficulties that you're having. I'm saying to you, you are loved by God. And even though you are loved by God, it does not mean that you won't have trials when they're varied. Uh, sometimes they're progressive. Notice what it, in this verse it says that uh, water becomes a river, fire becomes flames. Um, sometimes you're tempted to say, Lord, uh, when's this going to stop? It just seems to continue. And it gets worse. Waters become rivers. Um, trials in this life may be progressive. The encouragement is that they're temporary. Notice what it says here at the beginning of the verse. When you pass through the waters. Whatever trial and difficulty you're going through, it is temporary. It may be for a long time, but it is temporary. This world is not our final home. We're just passing through. <coughs> and encouragingly, trials are controlled. Notice it says here, when you pass through the rivers, they will not sweep over you. When you walk through the fire, you will not be burned. Oh, the trials of this life will affect us. Um, unemployment and financial difficulties will have an impact upon us. There are consequences, but the point of the verse is that there is no eternal damage done to us. While we're in this life, we will have trials. The scripture says, as sure as the sparks fly out from the fire, so man is born to trouble. We will have trouble. That doesn't mean that we're not loved by God. We are loved by God unconditionally. And he controls the trial. And he will get us safely home. In addition to that, Nothing takes God by surprise. Verse 2, when you pass through the waters, I will be with you. That doesn't mean just that God is standing beside us and kind of patting us on the back and encouraging. What he says is that I'm involved. I'm with you in that. That's all part of my plan and purpose. All part of the creative design that will ultimately conform you into the image of Christ and get you safely home. No problem is too big to prevent God from accomplishing his purpose 
and me who needs his people. No uh, price is too high to pay for God to ransom you. That's what the uh, next couple of verses uh, say. For I am the Lord your God, verse 3, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. I give Egypt for your ransom, Cush and Seba in your stead, since you are precious and honored in my sight and because I love you. I will give men in exchange for you and people in exchange for your life. No uh, trial is uh, too big for God. No price is too high to pay to ransom you and to get you home. He says um, to the children of Israel in the back by the rivers of Babylon, wondering how on earth they're going to be able to. He says, I would give Egypt and Cush, Ethiopia. I'd give the whole part of North Africa for your ransom. No price is too high to pay. And of course, in just 10 more chapters in the book of Isaiah, the prophecy is, he says, uh, here's the price that I will pay. I will add to my divinity, humanity, and come in the person of Jesus Christ. And I will be wounded for your transgressions, bruised for your iniquities, chastisement of our peace was upon him. This is how much I love you. Your significance is in the fact that you're created by God. Your security is in the fact that you are loved by God. And uh, no problem is too big. No price too high. And no distance too far or too great to prevent God from delivering his people. Notice what it says here in verses 5, 6, and 7. Do not be afraid, for I am with you. That was the message of chapter 41 that we received this morning. I will bring children from the east. I will gather you from the west. I will say to the north, give them up, and to the south, do not hold them back. Bring my sons from afar, my daughters from the ends of the earth. Everyone who is called by my name whom I created for my glory, whom I formed and made by the rivers of Babylon. Oh, how depressing. Um, God's forgotten us. God doesn't care. God doesn't love us. Into the midst of the trials and difficulties of life, God brings the message. I do love you. And because I love you, no trials too big. No price too high and no distance too great. He says uh, to the children of Israel, uh, I'm going to call your children back from the north, from the south, from the east and the west. I will get them safely home. Uh, he did that in history. In the most unusual way, he used a pagan king and a pagan nations to defeat the Babylonians so that the children of Israel could come home to Zion and Jerusalem. Um, God may choose to use an unusual way to deliver you 
but he will do it because he loves you. We are uh, safe and secure. Significance and security are found in God and God alone. God is in control. All is well. I'm going to ask the worship team uh, to, uh, to come and uh, help us prepare as we uh, respond. See, uh, that's exactly what um, uh, the scripture is telling us uh, today. All is well with my soul. It is God in control. I know not all his plans, but I know I'm in his hands. The uh, worship team is going to uh, lead us uh, for response in a um, song by uh, Chris Tom called Sovereign. Sovereign in the mountain air, sovereign on the ocean floor. Distance. He's the one who will bring calm into the midst of the storm. No trial is too great. I can trust you. God, whatever comes my way, I will trust you. All my hopes, all my needs are held in your hands. Significance and security come from God alone. Don't chase the rabbit trails and miss out on what God intends for you, we, the people of God.